Hey, it's your Kali. What's up? Warning, 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 warning. warning. You are about to listen to facts, stories, interviews, gossip, and much more fascinating things that will be so stunning, there's a possibility that your mind will blow. This show will start five, four, three, two, one. Hello, we're back, everyone. You're listening to What's Up. I'm here with Cecilia. Hey, yo. Who else are we with? Okay, so we're with Jerry. And today, guys, we will be talking about conspiracy theories. (laughs) So, let's get started. Jerry? Uh, Yeah, what's up? Uh, So, for starting for now, this is not that serious, but it's pretty funny. And, I mean, everyone watches this show, but I don't know if you guys have ever heard of SpongeBob SquarePants. Have you guys watched it when you guys (laughs) were child? Yeah. Yeah, we totally... Nickelodeon. Yeah. Well, (laughs) basically, there's a theory about the show. It's it's not just SpongeBob. It's, like, the entire show that the, the main seven characters, which is Krabs, Patrick Starr, Sheldon, Plankton, and Squidward Tentacles, Sandy Cheeks, Gary the Snail, and SpongeBob, obviously, that they're all based off the seven deadly sins from biblical resources and all that. So, basically, that Mr. Eugene Krabs sees the sin of greed, I mean, it's pretty obvious since if you guys yeah. watch the show. Yeah, he, has, he's, he loves money. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's really greedy with money. Uh, Patrick Starr is obviously sloth because he's lazy. He sleeps on their rock. He basically doesn't work or do anything. Sheldon Plankton is envious since he's envious of Mr. Krabs' success for having the crusty crab. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Sandy Cheeks is pride. It's pretty obvious how she is because like she takes like pride in everything that she does. She seems like, you could say, kind of perfect. She's really conceited. Yeah, she can yeah. be really conceited, especially like against SpongeBob whenever they do like karate lessons and all that. We also, we have Gary the Snell. He's gluttony. Um, it's actually pretty weird how he's gluttony, but um, yeah, he's under that category. And then we have SpongeBob. He has lust. Lust is basically when they um, they have like excessive love of everything, and you could say that SpongeBob. But you could say he is lust since he loves everyone, even like even. He even loves Squidward, like, even though Squidward hates him. So it's kind of, you could say he's very, like, he's lust. Yeah, SpongeBob is, like, way too lovable. Yeah. Yeah, it's sometimes really hard to believe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. Well, up next, we have a conspiracy theory, which is one of the most popular. I think you've heard of it, Jerry, as well. MKUltra conspiracy. MKUltra, yeah. It's like yeah. one of my favorite ones up there. Same. Yeah. So this is... MKUltra is basically the code name for a central intelligence agency, or otherwise known as the CIA, program that used U.S. citizens as test subjects. There have been many theories about um, MKUltra, but the central intelligence agency have denied such existence about this macabre action taken by the government of the United States. However, even though its existence was denied, does that truly mean that nothing ever happened? We'll let you guys know, and we'll play a quick song right now, and then we'll get back to you. Mm-hmm. 
We are back, and you're listening to WLPN 105.5 FM Lumpen Radio Chicago, broadcasting live from Studio Y Yellow Kali in Little Village. Okay, guys, so where we left off, MK Ultra. Okay, so we're going to be talking about um, one experiment that was featured in this program. Um, so, all right, guys, in case any of you did not know, basically the main purpose for this program was to experiment in the behavioral engineering of humans. This program went on for 20 years, that being 1953 to 1973. So that was a pretty long time. Um, a well-known experiment involved the use of combined amphetamines and barbiturates as an interrogation technique. That's pretty, pretty creepy. Well, the basic procedure of this experiment was that a barbiturate IV was inserted into one arm and an amphetamine IV was inserted into the other. Once this was done, the person being tested on would experience a wide awakeness and constantly babble. Um, however, if the subject was ever asked a question, the majority of the times the subject would give accurate and useful answers. This act could otherwise be known as mind control or a sort of governmental designed truth serum. But for what? Jerry, what do you think? Uh, for this one, um, I think this is kind of scary because, um, like, this actually happened. Yeah. And you never know if it's happening mm -hmm. still or if it's going to happen in the future. But, I mean, during those times, like, it was pretty messed up, I guess. Mm -hmm. But, um, I mean, it is scary if you really think about it. Like, mind control is a pretty big thing to talk about. Like, it's, I mean, for being a conspiracy... And, like, it actually happened, but you never know if it's still happening. Yeah, so, first off, what I think is the government might want to be a little overprotective over us. Mm -hmm. That's that's for yeah. sure. True yeah. that. You know, um, I mean, I guess knowing everything could, I mean, literally, as the word says it, give you everything, the knowledge of everything, you're, so you're basically in control. But, I mean, at what cost? I mean, these were U.S. citizens. These were innocent people. But, mm -hmm. I mean, the CIA, they 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 denied this, even though this was a uh, program conducted by them, so as we know. And, yeah, it's pretty creepy. I mean, imagine being wrapped and um, taken to this program to be experimented on, like as if you were some sort of object that someone could hold, not being treated as a living being anymore that's that's pretty intense so yeah what do you think manny um well i don't know a lot about that until you actually <laughs> like told us but yeah that's like really creepy how um like actual like i guess americans like they're like the same as us could be training us any less different than like what we are yeah did you find this shocking or were you kind of expecting um this from the government well again like i said i can't really i don't think i could say anything because i don't really know anything about that <laughs> but yeah yeah so moving on we're gonna chime in a little bit jerry why don't you talk to us about uh the reimagine event at the art museum all right guys so um, right now, we're going to show you guys some audio guides that were created from teens with mentors from the Yolo Kali Arts Street during the Reimagine 24. Reimagine 24 was a 24-hour overnight event that was held in the Art Institute. 
um, there was a competition, and luckily one of our groups from Yulakali won. So right now we're going to play Space Monkeys. All right. Did you ever think your own imaginary thoughts can become art? There's different structures and ways to make your thoughts become real. It can be unexpected from what you think to what you see. Murakami contradicted a traditional idea of the type of art found in a museum. In Mr. Pointy, created in 2011, the painting gives you an idea of space. Compared to other paintings around the room are straightforward and structured. Mr. Pointy is playful and dreamy. How does this artwork speak out to you? And if you are looking to be the midday sorrow, it's a must-have conversation. Angel Plano's paintings became his passions. In this painting, you can feel the emotions of confusion and sadness, represented by the figures that are melting down and blending into the space around. In Portable Garbo, you get an uneasy feeling from the artist Wilhelm. The morphine in the body becoming something unreal gives you the feeling of disturbance. Is it possible that humans can find comfort in unordinary objects? When they are challenged with new perspectives, our third eye is opened. These three artists have shown possibilities and took risks that most wouldn't take. Is it possible to see further than the reality in front of us? Is this my dream on a painting? Could my thoughts fade away within the space? Contemporary art piece or just a masterpiece ripped off a comic book? Hey y'all, we is back! <laughs> Alright guys, so that was um, the, art the sound piece for Space Monkeys. Yeah, for Space Monkeys. All right, well... Very interesting. What do you guys think about that piece? Who are you asking? Me and him. <laughs> Any of you. <laughs> um, would you like to go first? No? Okay, I'll go. Um, it was really... I, well, I liked all the sounds that they added in it, and I really ha liked how descriptive they were in it. Like, they were really detailed in um, describing what they saw and, like, every part of the sound piece that they made so yeah <laughs> that's what i think all right well since today today's show is about conspiracies we're going to give a quick little definition about conspiracies so what is a conspiracy first off so a conspiracy is a secret plan by a group to do something unlawful or harmful other um Mm -hmm. uh, it could be described as something risky or a scheme, a plan, a plot. Um, the action of plotting or conspiring. So, yeah, basically it's doing something behind other people's backs. Oh, scary. All right. So, <laughs> um, next off, we're going to have the Hotel California song Conspiracy, the dark meaning behind the song. Mm. So, in case you guys don't know, uh, the song Hotel California is sung by the Eagles. If you guys want to check it out, feel free to do so. It's a pretty good song, in my opinion. Um, do, do you want to sing a small part for us? No, man, no. I do not. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, uh, Hotel California is a song. Um, the lyrics describe um, 
a man, uh, you know, um, being uh, put in in a jail. Well, so as it says, and not knowing it's a jail, but at the end it reveals it uh, a twist that he is actually in a jail and that he will never get out. So there are some lines in um, the there's some uh, in the lyrics. There's some things that are kind of um, I would weird. say a little weird. Yes, a little creepy. A little trippy. Yeah. Um, so, um, for example, in one of the lines, it says, um, "We are all prisoners here of our own uh, device." Um, it's basically saying that they're all there for a reason, for something that they did that was wrong or macabre. I don't know, maybe something pretty intense. Um, mm-hmm. There's also an- another line uh, that says, um, they haven't had that service here since 1969. Now, what does that mean, guys? 1969, a lot of happened in that time. It was the end of the 60s, the starting of the 70s. However, 1969 was the year in where the Satanic Bible was published and the Satanic religion um, kind of started to evolve a bit more. So the last line that I would like to share with you guys is at the end it also says, and this is a really common line, it's used in movies, it's used in other songs, it's used in um, horror movies mostly, or horror stories. Mm -hmm. Um, It says, um, you can check out any time you like, but you can never leave. What does that mean? It means that you can come anytime, as long as you please, but you're never going to be able to escape. So you're screwed. (laughs) (laughs) Now, guys, what do you guys think about that? Uh, Um, In my opinion, I think, uh, I mean, to be honest, I don't, in my opinion, I don't think it's really much of a conspiracy theory for that song, but uh, I, I can see why people think, like, how the year played out with the satanic bible and all that and like how um like how you said like the last night oh like you can come anytime you can't leave so meaning like you could come in into the hotel and all that but like you can't leave you're stuck here forever scary Ooh. yeah hmm. again this is well this is not yeah like you said it isn't that much of a conspiracy it was listed in, in popular conspiracies last yeah. time i checked but for me i would say this is kind of just um a theory about a hidden message as we know there's a lot of stuff that um people say about celebrities supposedly it being uh celebrities overall being a conspiracy of some sort have hiding something behind their music but we're not going to get so much into detail about that because i'm sure most of you guys you guys have heard about that mm-hmm. and yeah it gets pretty old you know like oh my gosh ariana grande illuminati <laughs> <laughs> yeah so guys this this is uh this is a pretty uh this is this is pretty deep stuff. Um I checked um the writer for the song, he was also in the Eagles. Um he uh I think he went to a bar. Well as so he says it was um where he got the inspiration of that song. And I think I forgot there was this road around that bar that um was um where this uh woman was seen a lot. She was just, you know, roaming around the roads. Her name was Mercedes. Mm-hmm. So uh there was this line um in the song that says um she got the Mercedes Benz. So um this woman was known to um ask for rides a lot, but um whoever at, uh, offered her a ride would um you know, drop her off, but she would, they reported that she would just disappear out of nowhere, 
like before your eyes. So that was pretty creepy. I mean, are we talking about a ghost or something? Ooh. That's kind of that's kind of eerie. Yeah. Yeah. So guys, we're gonna play a quick song and we'll be back. Hello guys, this is Jerry. You're listening to WOPN 105.5 FM, Lumpen Radio Chicago, broadcasting live from Studio Y, Yolokali, and Little Village. So guys, to, right now, since it's conspiracy theories um, for the show today, we're going to cover moon landings. Uh, moon landings could also tie up to, um, you could say, to what Ceci was talking a while ago about uh, Hotel California. Since the moon landings were, uh, it happened during 1969. Basically, the conspiracy is that um, during the moon landings in 1969, people were like skeptical, like if the moon landings were real and all that. So there was like some theories that like they pretty much they took down apart the video recordings and like, oh, this is fake and all that. And it's actually pretty interesting because uh, like they were saying, oh no, it's real. We have moon rocks. Like the astronauts to say, oh, we brought moon rocks and like we left stuff for like, I don't know. I'm not sure what they left in the moon, but they were saying that they left stuff from Earth and in the moon and all that. Also, it's kind of skeptical because um, the person that produced the videos was Stanley Kubrick. I don't know if you guys know who's that, but Stanley Kubrick is the director. He directed the movie 2001: The Space Odyssey, and the movie is about space and you could say time travel and all that. So I mean. There's like so many things to talk about this moon landing stuff, but personally, um, I am not sure about the moon landings because it was 1969 and the technology back then wasn't that advanced as it is now. I mean, like now we have like jets and all that, and like we have a guy that he parachuted from like the orbit of Earth or whatever, and he went down and he made it alive. So, what's your guys' opinions about this? Well, I heard the um that one of the reasons why it could be a conspiracy this could possibly be a all a hoax yeah. was that uh, about the waving flag i heard that um conspiracy theorists have pointed out that when the first moon landing was uh, shown on live television uh, viewers could clearly see the american flag waving and flurrying as neil armstrong and buzz aldrin uh planted it so i mean like if in space there is no oxygen how is it how exactly is it you know waving and all that yeah stuff. like um there's like so many things to talk about like but if you guys ever watch the videos that they have um there there's some people that are saying oh it was made in the studio and that um there's like even like cartoon shows that make fun of it like uh, i think it was family guy and simpsons they made like <laughs> parodies of the moon landings and they have like uh like they have some characters like going into movie studios or like productions areas and you can see like oh it's like a little easter egg for the moon landings that they're recording <laughs> <laughs> that they were recorded like in a movie uh, studio so it's pretty interesting yeah what doesn't family guy make fun of <laughs> yeah <laughs> so um also like um last time i checked uh, in the image uh, for um it w that was taken for the moon landing there was also like uh, a lack of impact crater so when like basically when they landed there was like no no sign of like uh 
strong impact uh, for the moon. So I think that's pretty interesting because, I mean, you would expect for um, the impact crater to, you know, um, is to for the evidence to show that there was actually an impact when they landed there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like maybe like a crater or something like... Missing or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so now, guys, we are going to um, hear a audio piece of the group Midnight Skies, who were featured in the event of Reimagine. So stay tuned. Five pieces representing a foreign experience, becoming an unwilling participant in someone else's world. Beginning with Woman in Tub, each piece follows a woman's journey to worlds outside her own. A crude sexual joke in a bathtub. Woman in Tub is violated underwater, and in surprise, she grabs her breasts. Jeff Koons also highlights the victimization as the viewers witness this violation. She is taken from her world to another. (gasps) Bryce Martin characterizes study for muses with shimmering colors and towering heights, providing a path on which the woman in the tub finds the gateway to another world. Anything that reflects has a kind of spiritual transcendence because it involves the viewer. Every time you move, the reflection changes. It always acknowledges you. Jeff Koons, artist. In Bourgeoisie Bus, Jeff Koon explores love with his porn star wife, Alana Stoller. Spiritual and physical bonds elevate their love to the highest level of ecstasy. Woman in Tub reaches Mr. Pointy. Murakami merges the history of religious legends and cute present-day anime characters to bring the past to our modern eyes. The woman returns to her home stunned, her mind after that awakening can never be the same again. everyone we are back and that was the sound piece for midnight skies so interesting and quick fact um i was in that group (laughs) um yeah so um basically what that piece was about was um we tried to um connect uh the art gallery that uh we um featured uh, for our sound for our soundscape um what it was about um we tried to connect them to make like a whole story and try to you know um, guide whoever would be visiting that art gallery um, through somewhat of a sci-fi-ish um, 
kind of uh, otherworldly story. Futuristic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's that. And um, it was really fun for me to... Um, to uh, stay up 24 hours and work on this. There was definitely a lot of pressure, a lot of stress, a lot of arguing and disagreements, yes. But uh, mm. at the end of the day, yeah, it was it was it totally was fun. fun. Yeah, I would do it again. Yeah. So up next, we have a conspiracy theory about JFK, mm. John F. Kennedy. So there's a, a really popular conspiracy theory that John F. Kennedy was killed because by the CIA because of regarding... Regarding of their investigations on UFOs. So, um, what I have to say about this is secret CIA memos uh, reveal that President John F. Kennedy was killed because he wanted to release the UFO files. I have no idea why this happened, but an uncovered letter written by John F. Kennedy to the head of the CIA shows that the president demanded to uh, be shown highly confidential documents about UFOs. Ten days before his assassination so it wasn't really a long time um the secret memo is one of the two letters uh written by jfk asking for information about the paranormal paranormal on november 12 1963 which uh have been uh, released by the cia for the first time so that's pretty intense i mean if the cia actually plotted um his assassination then who do we really trust? That's that's pretty that's pretty intense. What do you think, Jerry? Uh, for personally, um, I never really knew about it. So about the like how JFK wanted to um, release documents about UFOs, didn't really know about it. But there are conspiracy theories about his assassination itself, like how the like there were multiple gunmen, there was unidentified witnesses. Like there's two of them. One of them is the Umbrella Man. Um, the Umbrella Man, he was like. I don't know if you guys have seen the video or, like, any footage of the assassination. Oh, yeah, 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 I have. Yeah, and there's a suspect or witness right there that um, he was holding an umbrella, but on that day it wasn't even raining, so they were, like, it was kind of skeptical, like, oh, why is this guy wearing an umbrella on this on this not rainy day? So yeah. It was, so it was pretty weird. Yeah, I mean, unless uh, unless the, it was really sunny, but, I mean, I... I I doubt it because, I mean, I, I would think that there would be people, like, holding umbrellas for the president if that was the case. Yeah. Maybe he was a vampire guy. <laughs> <laughs> a vampire. <laughs> a vampire. Manny, you're, you're truly something. Um, there was also, I think, um, a, a woman who kept on appearing in the pictures. Mm-hmm. I think I saw a documentary about that, that she uh, came up um, in a picture that was taken before, like, seconds before John F. Kennedy was killed. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of creepy. I mean, who who are these people? Um, this, was this all plotted? Uh, some images about uh, on his assassination um, kind of uh, tell us that that's what was the case. So I, I really, frankly, I don't know what to say. But personally, I think he was a really good president. Yeah. I mean, the thing, I guess, that the CIA and perhaps other... Uh, judicial systems didn't like was that maybe he wanted to have a lot more information that he was allowed to have so i guess maybe that was the issue in the debate Mm -hmm. between him and the rest of the government maybe that's what affected his career and i mean even if he was part of something that we don't know of and that we wouldn't agree on he was still a person he didn't deserve to get you know shot like that Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. We'll keep in mind that, and this was definitely 
a really interesting a conspiracy. I love conspiracies, and yeah, I dug on this stuff a lot. Um, yeah, these uh, mm-hmm. conspiracies are like they're one of the main things that like keep me up at night. Like I just Google anything, and uh, I mean it makes you think. Like some can be real, some can be fake. Like the MK Ultra one, like that happened in real life. But like um, most of these, they just make you think, and like you know, like. They make you like scratch your head, like, oh, what is this? Like, this is creepy. <laughs> yeah, they make you. They definitely make you more open-minded. Like, yeah. Uh, there are some things that, um, like in the History Channel, they have a lot of things on conspiracy on, on conspiracies on UFOs. Yeah, there's like so many. It's like, um, there's yeah. also like uh, Bigfoot and all that. I mean, I don't follow that, but like they have Bigfoot and they have like these other creatures, like um. Yeah, Slenderman. Slenderman, I mean, that's a fictional story, I guess, like it was made up. But also, like, for Mexican culture, like Latin culture, they have the chupacabra and all that. Basically, yeah. it's, like, this beast that, like, eats animals. Like, it's really weird. And, like, in Mexican culture, like, they think, like, people think that he's real or, or like, mm-hmm. it, it is real. But um, it's pretty oh, and, interesting. and the Loch Ness creature. Oh, the Loch, yeah, the Loch Ness is a pretty old one, too. I mean, that one could be real, I guess. I mean... I don't know how evolution, like, dinosaurs and all that. But there's also, like, oh, there's witches living amongst us. And, like, there's video recordings on YouTube that, like, there was a witch flying with her broom or whatever. I mean, I don't know if she had a pointy hat, but people are (laughs) saying that there's a woman flying with, like, long hair and a broom over the mountains in Mexico. Yeah, and a a quick update. Um, I I was just researching right now. Um, There was a case, uh, I think, a few, uh, like, one or two months ago that... um, it's uh um two uh, uh female students they were trying to um they attempted to take away the life of one of their classmates and mm-hmm. uh this this case was uh named the the slenderman case uh, because uh, one of the students uh she was put in juvenile jail and the other one was diagnosed schizophrenic but she said that uh slenderman and i quote made her do it so mm-hmm. that's that's just a quick update. I'm just like, because uh, you made me think. I'm like, there are some supposed uh, images of mm-hmm. Slenderman actually being real. I mean, we don't know, but yeah, um, just this this is pretty creepy. I mean, yeah, it's a creepy pasta. And all some people get carried away, but I think if this was the case, I think maybe this girl got way too carried away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So up next we have uh, the group Merakai. And we have their their sound piece from the um, art institute, uh, the art museum, the Reimagine Twenty Four Reimagine mm-hmm. event. Yes. All right. Stay tuned. You are listening to Lumpin Radio. Good job. It's a new age. Human fetus are still in chicken stage. Cause you see, I wanted to talk about eggs anyway, and how it relates to my pathetic life as a woman. Yes, feelings. Sap. Sucker. Stooge. Self-hatred. Self-destructive. Chump. Used. Codependent. Angry. Maybe a little afraid. Huh? You can't do anything wrong because... Um, you learn from things a painful faux pas could pay off. This is art, not, not social, social commentary. commentary. Ever heard the phrase, it, it takes, takes two, two to tango? tango? Yo, let's look at that word. Codependent. Dependent. Yes, what about abortion? Wrong painting. Let's try to say... Hello. hello. Hey, turn to your left. Look there. See her? That's Rachel. She was made by Greer Langton, an artist and transgender woman. 
her creations focused on gender and sexuality, and someone talked about them as glamorous and grotesque and exuded intense emphasis on the body, sexuality, fashion, and in their resemblance to puppets, performance. Over here, over here, there's this one piece by Nan Golden you've got to see. She really emphasizes spontaneous, sexual, and most of all, intensely personal situations in these photographs. She even described her art as a diary she lets people read. Her entire body of work has a very strong focus on taboo behavior. Golden's pictures portray these scenes of men and women embracing right alongside the results of domestic violence, all in the context of a relationship's progression. Can you just come this way? Yeah, right here. Because in this corner, there's a piece by Felix Gonzalez Torres, and it's a representation of his late partner, Ross Laycock, who died from AIDS. This work is a pile of candy that corresponds to what Ross's body weight was before he got sick. People are supposed to take a piece of candy, and the amount of candy decreasing over time matches Ross's own weight loss and suffering before his death. The powerful presence of death and portrait of Ross has completely changed Gonzalez Torres's art and career, and it started a fascinating public conversation on grief. Moving along, moving along, there's so much to see, and it's all so interesting, I swear. Barbara Kruger is known for photo and text-based art, and her deal is that she analyzes and takes apart these commercial images. She used to be a graphic designer, and 1940s and 50s advertising and pop culture is a big part of her work. It's all about power, gender, and womanhood, and how women were portrayed by the media over the years. Something she said about this is, I'm interested in how identities are constructed, how stereotypes are formed, how narratives sort of congeal and become history. Turn to your right. See the bright yellow square? It's New Age. No, literally. It's titled It's New Age by Sue Williams. It's a compilation of both avant-garde illustrations and emotional quotations. The center of the piece reads, One thing I've gotten with age is free to choose. I have choices. I choose and trust my instincts. I chose yellow. I'm not sorry. There are no problems, only solutions. And solving them is where the fun comes into play. For instance, I then chose a rotten Navajo white, but it looks like putty and doesn't work for beans. I say so what? This incredibly dark, sarcastic painting addresses tough topics. There's a lot she has to say here. Misogyny, oppression of women, and even a little bit of environmental criticism. So how many of these issues have you truly considered before? The loss of a lover? The feeling of oppression? Inaccurate representation based on your gender, race, or sexuality? Maybe the artwork clued you in on a fresh perspective or at least reminded you of important things you don't always think about. The deep down things, the overlooked shiny candy in the corner. Hello everyone, welcome back. You're listening to What's Up on WLPN 105.5 FM Lumpen Radio Chicago. We are currently broadcasting live from Studio Wai in Little Village. And now we will be showing you an audio piece made by Jacqueline. And it's called Good Vs. Bad. And we hope you enjoy it. Ha 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 ha! 
Up next, we have our last conspiracy for the day, and that is the Black Knight Satellite Conspiracy. It is claimed by some conspiracy theorists to be an object approximately 13,000 years old of extraterrestrial origin orbiting Earth in near-polar orbit. Critics and mainstream academics uh, have called it a conspiracy theory and myth that combines several unrelated stories. So, Well, that's deep. Yeah. Um, basically, like, what several conspiracy theorists say is that uh, there is uh, some sort of alien civilization that uh, is watching over us, which is pretty creepy if you think about it, mm-hmm. being watched 24-7 by something you can't even see. Yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of, uh, that puts you on edge. It that's puts like, me on edge. That's like a creepier, darker version of Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> he sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake, Manny. <laughs> that just, just really me. creeped me out now. Hey, it's from the song. <laughs> well, I'm glad I don't believe in him, so. <laughs> Sorry, children, if you're listening out there, but he ain't real. Ooh, Manny, really? Alert. Really? <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, it's um, known as the Black Satellite, and although it wasn't confirmed by scientists until 1932, Serbian inventor and genius Nikola Tesla Ooh. discovered it in 1899 while well, in his Colorado Springs Laboratory, hearing a uh, strange uh, rhythmic sounds on his radio receiver. Okay, that that's even creepier. Okay, the yeah. confirmation in 1932 gave birth to the field of radio astronomy, which is now used to decode and detect messages from distant stars and other mysterious celestial sources. Ooh. Ooh. So nice. it basically oh, opens wait, up uh, mm-hmm. other worlds. Yeah, it does. It is. It is. It's just uh, the we are watching you part isn't that cool (laughs) all right so yeah um it definitely like opens up uh, other places uh, for us to explore so on the bright side that's that's cool because i mean we'll get to explore the world around us because i mean i personally believe that we are not the only ones here yeah um yeah cecilia's here and jerry's here yeah Yeah, quick comment on that um for i think you mentioned something about radio uh, what was it uh what what radio radio astrology or something like that yeah something like that um oh radio astronomy uh the confirmation in 1932 gave birth to the field of radio astronomy yeah uh uh, i mean it's not a quick fact but it's like a quick thing uh I don't know if you guys ever heard of the blooper, whatever. It's like a sound from deep beneath the ocean. Oh, yeah. Supposedly I did hear about that people that. were thinking, oh, there's like mermaids down there. And like, there's uh, supposedly like video and like pictures about like of mermaids like being on Earth and all that. Oh, wait. Are, oh, are, are they like nice, pretty mermaids? Or are they like uh, the evil mermaids like, ooh, from no. parts of the Caribbean? They're no, like, like the, the complete evil. opposite of Ariel from Little Mermaid. Yeah, complete opposite. <laughs> oh, wait. So they're like. 
man-eating mermaids that um, are all bloody. Well, cool. we don't know. It's a theory. Oh. <laughs> there was a documentary actually on, I don't know if it was Animal Planet or uh, History Channel. I, I think, think it was. No, it was History Channel. Yeah, I, I've seen yeah, it. Yeah, or, or both because I, th- I remember the Animal Planet logo. But um, yeah, uh, there was actually uh, footage of uh, mermaids, uh, well, the skeletons of mermaids. And there was yeah. one that was, I think she was wounded. She or he, because I frankly don't know. But, um, <laughs> yeah. uh, or they it, scary. Guys. Or it, or it, or yeah. It. So, yeah, I mean, there we could be talking about this for on and for on, guys. There's a lot of weird stuff. Out there in the world. Yeah, besides you know? Illuminati confirmed and all that stuff. Yeah. All that stupidity. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so... Well, we would like to hear from you guys. What do you guys think? Um, what are your favorite conspiracy theories? Tweet us at Yolokali anytime, guys. We would Tweet like us. to know what you think. Instagram and what are piece. some conspiracy theories that you guys would like us to talk about on uh, our next shows? So, yeah, do that and uh, like us, follow us on Instagram. And, yeah, Woo. thanks for listening, guys. And now we will be heading to a song named UFO. Hopefully you enjoy it. You are listening to WLPN 105.5 FM Lumpen Radio Chicago, broadcasting live from Studio Y, Yolokali in Little Village. So this is What's Up, and now we're going to say goodbyes, guys. Tear, tear. So, guys, we have next up one last uh, audio piece, which we'll, we'll leave you off for the day, and it's called Soulless Shoes. So don't stop listening here, guys. Here is every Saturday. And we hope you enjoy this piece. And hopefully you stay tuned to next hour for music jams. So with Gianna. Okay, so we'll see you guys. Bye. Hey you. Yeah, you. What you got there? Anything interesting? Nah, it doesn't look like anything new or exciting. So, here we are, in my room. You see me? I was made by Charles Ray in 1992. You can just call me boy, though. Charlie didn't really specialize in any forms of art. He's made many sculptures like me, including these really weird paintings with tons of contrasting colors. You know what these paintings are about, don't you? Well, I can tell you, for a shiny nickel. Ah, just kidding. Do you see the fancy looking one over there with the ladies eating brunch? Yeah, that one. It's called Stanford After Brunch. But I just see three girls. It was made by John Curran in the year 2000. It's supposed to be an oil on canvas. He really liked to paint strategically, which means he knows how to hide the dirty things grown-ups do. But my mom doesn't like me talking about that stuff. Thank <laughs> you.
Now, let's move on. The next painting I'll be talking about is Davis, a landscape of a mountain and the sun rising in the distance. This reminds me of the time my dad took me hiking. I felt like I could stay there forever, just me and my dad. This was painted by Mr. Gerard Richard, a very well-known German, born in 1932. Quite a view, ain't it? painting of Venice. Dad says it's a place in Italy, but I've never been there. It's another one of Mr. Richard's paintings. He was known for being a super cool artist in the 80s. His art follows examples of Picasso and Jean Arpin. also created the piece's hunting party in 1966 and Townscape in my room looked like the one in Eric Fischel's slumber party, which was made in 1983. Mr. Fischel really liked to make himself look like a painter of the suburbs. My parents said I couldn't look at this artwork since it was too inappropriate.
Hello, it's me. I haven't heard from you in a while. I hope it's because you're listening and enjoying our amazing, outstanding, terrific, wonderful, inspiring, delightful, funny, breathtaking, amazing, astonishing, highly amazing production. If not, you should listen to our radio show, What's Up, again. In the meantime, we'll be working on the next one here in Lumpin' Radio. So stay tuned to our next amazing, outstanding, terrific, wonderful, inspiring, delightful, funny, breathtaking, astonishing, highly amazing broadcast. I hope that you are informed about the awesome parts of life and that you will have a splendid day. Don't forget to listen to us on SoundCloud at Yolokali, on social media like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or Tumblr at Yolokali, or visit at yolokaliartsreach.org for more. Wait, wait, wait.